Whether you're a professional athlete or a seasoned corporate executive, it is easy to enjoy a lifestyle where a paycheck is calling all the shots. But is that sustainable forever? Welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit with Pete Gutekunst, founder of Good Financial Services and financial planner with Raymond James. Pete helps you financially bridge from the journey you've started through the life goals you've imagined. Sooner or later, by force or by choice, life takes turns. Listen as Pete discusses how to take charge and make your move on your terms with confidence. When you write a book or host a podcast with the title, Tell Your Boss I Quit, you'd better know what you're talking about. Peter Gutekunst guides clients to a lifestyle beyond a regular everyday job and paycheck. I'm Patrice Sikora. And Peter, I do have to ask, with a title like that, do you really expect people to quit their jobs? <laughs> well, not exactly, I guess. I can tell you that when I, you know, I hold up the book and I show this to people and they see the title, tell your boss I quit. Oh, I, that's for me. I have to get that. <laughs> so there's definitely people out there that would like to be able to quit or like to be able to end work. So I know that the message is there. But for years, I've talked about the capacity to retire. And, and what I mean when I say that to people is, you know, you have the financial means to quit your job if you want to. And that's really what this book is designed to do is when you're ready, how are you going to be ready for that? And the truth is, it's really so much more than just financial strength. It's what will you do when you quit? Will sure. you volunteer? Will you get a different, totally new job? Will you just golf more? And is that going to be enough? We spend a lot of time just talking about that in the book. In fact, it's chapter eight is the first time I say, well, now we've discovered your purpose and your goals and all of that. Now we can start to talk about what you might want to invest in. And that's usually what people would rather start talking about right from the very beginning. So that's what I hope for this podcast is that we'll be able to dive into that a little bit more deeply about preparing for that point and, and hearing stories from other people who've gone through that kind of a transition. Well, how does someone know when they are ready to retire? It's probably best by asking a simple question. And in fact, that's really what I start out with in the book is, is many people are asking the wrong questions and you need to be asking the right questions. And that simply is, if you could afford to quit your job today, what would you be doing tomorrow? And if you can't answer that question or can't even really begin to think about what that looks like, then you're probably not ready to quit. It comes down to kind of things like, have you had enough? I mean, sometimes uh, I just met a a gentleman, I, I have a place down in Ocean City, New Jersey, and we were walking through the, it was like a big craft show that they do once a year, the fall fall block party, they call him. We hadn't seen this man in a number of years. And and he was just saying that he had retired a couple of years ago, but he, he kept working because he was feeling fulfilled. It, you know, he was, he hadn't had enough. He was ready to keep going. And that's a big part of it. Then of course, do you have enough? Um, and that's that capacity part. So that's very important. And then, as I, as I said, when we ran into our friend, his, his job was still fulfilling and, and he felt like he had gotten all that he had wanted to do. And so, you're going to be fulfilled in what you're doing if you quit your job. So, that's really what you want to be able to, if you can answer those questions and walk through that conversation with yourself and your spouse and your family, then you know that you're ready to retire. Do you see many people come in and say, all right, I'm retiring or I did retire and they are not fulfilled 
I think certainly there are people who are not doing the things that they really would like to be doing, and they really didn't give that much thought. Are they? I, I I've seen people move to a completely different place, and then they uh, move back. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that a number of times. I have had people move somewhere because that's where their spouse wanted to go. They got there and that really wasn't what they wanted to do. And they didn't have the conversation about that going, going into it. They might've gotten there anyway in a different, more amicable way. But that, those are the kinds of things where I see people who aren't fulfilled is they just go into it and now what? And they kind of scramble around. So certainly if you don't think ahead, yes, I think we do see people that aren't fulfilled. And you're talking about one of your things is, well, you're going to live beyond a, a regular paycheck. Where is that paycheck going to come from? How can people really have the confidence and the mindset to understand you can do this without a regular W-2 paycheck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's the key right there is, is that what I find, and I, and I spend a lot of time in the book with this, and I spend a lot of time when I meet people up front, is really discussing what their spending plan is and what their lifestyle costs. And you have spent your life working and putting money aside in a retirement plan or, or putting money aside for that future date, but you don't really think about the purpose and that's what your spending is. And so that's really where I think that people need to be they need to know what their lifestyle costs. And so we spend a great deal of time getting to that. So your point about the W-2 paycheck is what is your net pay? That's one of the first things that we mm -hmm. want to know. And by knowing what your net pay is, then do you spend all of that? And we meet people, oh gosh, yeah, I spend all of that. I, I, you know, <laughs> and, and others know, oh yeah, we, have, we definitely have money left over every month. Those are two different people who might have the exact same income, but they have a very different picture of, of what they're going to need uh, in retirement. So it really starts with that spending plan. We'll also see people that do have the W-2 income and they also have some savings. Maybe they inherited money or just over time, set some money aside. Yeah, well, that used to be 50000 but it's 30000 now because I did this and this and this. And okay, well, you were living on that W-2 income and you were spending that down. So that's really where we need to, to see what the spending is first to figure out how your income sources and investments are going to support you in retirement. Are people surprised when you get into those details? Surprised at what they're spending? Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> I think uh, it's funny because many people, many people are kind of puzzled why we even want to know that in the first place. And then when we start to do it, they're either a surprised, gosh, I didn't know I spent that much. And on the other hand, then they look at some of the things that they're that they're spending money on. Well, I don't need to do that. I'm just I'm just doing it. So there's a lot of surprises that that come from that. And I think there's also a real reluctance to to get into it, people are actually frightened by it because they're afraid. I don't want to find out what, what I'm spending on it. You know, what if I can't afford to do this? And there's a there's a fear there. I think that's the other part of it is the paycheck just comes in and you just the credit card bill comes in, you know what it is, you can afford to pay it. You don't really think about what's in it. And that's really important to know those details because that's what you're going to need your resources to support if you do tell your boss you want to quit. What other information is important to organize before you should quit your job or before you quit your job if you do? We designed a process called My Financial Bridge. And <clears throat> really what that set out to do is to gather things that you might have done early in life in the middle part of your life 
and then later when you're getting close to re- closer to retirement. And that was designed to capture just these things. So there are some things you did early on, maybe you have an insurance plan or something like that. You may or may not need that, but you need to think about where that fits in. And But really, I would say the, the key elements are the things that you've accumulated. Those are your retirement plans and your savings. We've already talked about your spending plan. So we've spent a good bit of time on that. We want to look at what a, what a person's income taxes are, what they're like today, looking just gathering you know the last couple of years of tax returns. And then what your, so, what your income sources will be, social security, what are the things you'll expect, pension, and those types of things. And we want to gather all that together. So we've done that in a way that thinks of it over a continuum of time rather than here I am today, I'm just going to get social security. Some of those things you've done years ago are important to organize too and determine whether or not they even still belong. But we put that into something called the primary planning elements. And that's really just a quick snapshot of those key things. It's assets, liabilities, income sources, that could be your W-2 net pay today and any other things that are coming in that, that are income today, as well as what those uh, income sources might be in the future, like social security, or if you do have a pension, or if you're going to do something after the paycheck ends, the regular W-2 page, maybe you'll be a consultant, maybe you'll do a little bit of a side gig and what that income could be. And we put all of that in one place. And so those are the key elements that go into a, a plan. I think you can have a really meaningful conversation at that point, knowing what you're going to need and then looking at what you're going to, to, to have. And then we can start, can we do more? Can we do less? Are you right on the money? But that's just a one snap, one snapshot organization tool that really kind of pulls it all together. Quick question about social security. Mm-hmm. Do Many of your clients truly understand that this is not their retire total their, their total retirement income. Too many people that I hear talk about Social Security, they speak as if, well, this is this is what I'm going to live on. Yeah, I think there's a there's some of that, but I would say so more so. What we see from people is sometimes it's the other extreme as well. Sometimes it's it's oh that's gravy and I'm just going to try to save because they don't believe Social Security will be there, and I think. Whether you think it's going to be enough and that's all it's going to be, or whether it's a piece of the puzzle, it's a big piece. Even if Social Security is cut by as much as 20%, which if you read your statement, they'll say by 2034, it could be, that's still 80% of an income stream that you're going to have for the rest of your life. That's really where I think it's important because that isn't dependent upon the investment markets. That's a reliable source of income. And we, like I said, we could adjust it by 20% mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do. But I think that people need to understand that is a, an important piece, but it's also one that doesn't grow as fast with inflation as other investments may be able to do. So it doesn't capture everything. Like you said, it, it's not going to be everything, but it is an important piece. And you mentioned taxes in there. Tell me about taxes and retirement. Uh, Will you necessarily be paying less in taxes? You know, if you go to the 401k enrollment meeting, they sure make it sound like put money in your 401k, put it in pre-tax and you're making income today and you'll avoid paying a tax today and you'll take it out later in a lower tax bracket. I guess I would put a question back to you and, and our listeners is, do you believe income tax rates are going to stay the same, go down, or do you think they'll be higher in the future? So number one is whether the, whether or not it's, it's higher or lower right at retirement, do you think it's going to stay that way? But from my experience, when a person retires, they tend to be in the same bracket 
tax bracket that they were while they were working. And so I don't believe that you'll be in a lower bracket, at least not in the, the first half of retirement or more of your, of your working years. So no, I don't think you're going to see that you're paying less tax. And in fact, what that does is it creates some conversation points near to the beginning of retirement and in early retirement, because the more and more you defer those tax-deferred retirement accounts, at some point that money has to come out. And at some point when you're 72, it's mandatorily going to come out. And if that income stream is great enough to keep you or put you in a higher bracket or to make more of your social security taxable, those things may actually cause you to pay more taxes than are necessary over the span of your lifetime. So you want to take a look at it from that point of view. So no, I don't think you'll pay less tax, but you could inadvertently pay, wind up paying more if you don't really plan it through. That would really be disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little bit counterintuitive. I think people think I've got money in this vehicle and if I don't touch it, I won't get taxed and that's the best option. And the reality is that Sometimes being taxed now is better than the tax that you're likely or, or could possibly be paying in the future. And worst case scenario, maybe it's the same tax. And so you're getting taxed no matter either way. So I think that's a big part of it. That it's really tax planning is, is part of the whole picture. All right. And taking the tax planning and everything else, putting it together, how do you really how do you actually get an income in, you know, without a paycheck? What, what does it look like? Believe it or not. That's the single most common question I get. I sit down with people and <laughs> we're talking about dreams and goals and, and purpose and vision and all of these things. And, and then we start talking about investments and how to, you know, what's a rollover, all of these things. Well, how are you going to put my money back in my account? Because your whole life you've been deducting from a paycheck. It's just not, it just doesn't work that way. Well, and, and the other thought I think too, is as soon as you start withdrawing, you're taking a negative against your number. And so it's only going to keep going down. And that's also not the case. So really it comes down to, I think that's a key reason why consolidation and, and organization at retirement makes a lot of sense. If you've had more than one job, you have a couple of four old 401ks, you have a, maybe a few IRAs you've started and you start to try to pull money from different places and you wind up with all these little deposits, if you can get some consolidation. So the way that it typically works is we'll talk about a bucketing strategy where someone has some short-term money that they can always draw upon and we gradually refill that bucket. It might just be a monthly amount that automatically comes out of an investment or an account. And that's really where I think is the the best way because we we've lived our whole lives with a paycheck. So make a withdrawal, a regular withdrawal and live within the means by monthly deposits of that uh, withdrawal from your account. That's usually a, you know, the best means. But certainly we see people do a quarterly chunk or something like that. But I think if you can create the appearance of a paycheck, which could be social security deposit, pension deposit, investment deposit, and those same amounts show up every month, then you can live your life the way you've managed your finances most of your life up to that point in time. Tell me about your book of the same title as this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> When I've talked to people that I've shared the book with and clients that I've shared the book with, the, the feedback I get is, is they say something like, oh, you know, I, this sounds a lot like me. Or, or one of the things I've heard is, I know I'm not alone. I, I went through this and, and you've guided me through that. And here I am 
reading this book. And, and I, it wasn't just me that went through it. So I think that's one part of it is that people who read this book realize sometimes you think you've never, you, you've never done this before, but, but we've worked with people to get them through it. And many people have gone through this. And if they do a good job of thinking through what matters most, they can be very successful. So that's really kind of the, the gist of the book. But I think what really what we're trying to do is to help people have what I call a what matters most conversation. Start that conversation and ask yourself the right questions. Ask yourself if you could afford to retire mm-hmm. uh, today, what would you do tomorrow? And if, and if you haven't really thought about that, and, and if you haven't had that conversation or something like it with your spouse, you should, because you might think that what will happen when you quit your job is very different than what you're going to hear from yes. your spouse. And so that's, that's, that's really where we're trying to get that conversation to take place. So when we start talking about investments, we're putting a purpose to those investments. We're really making decisions based on your goals and your purpose, not some questionnaire that says, this is how you think you ought to invest because this is what the questionnaire says. We really want to drive that based on your personal purpose and really align that to your goals. And that to me is a, is a very sound long-term retirement plan. And that's what the book is, is driven to help you with that part of it so that making the investment decisions really comes much more easily. Do you have any other resources as well as the book that people could, could reference? Yeah, we sure do. The book itself, obviously, that, that's a resource. And then within, within there, we also have a questionnaire that is really designed to help you try to begin or start to begin to have that what matters most question. If that just doesn't come comfortably or easily to you or to engage your spouse in that, that's really what that questionnaire is designed to do. And it just asks a series of those fulfillment-like questions, but it also couples in how do you feel about the financial resources that will support that? Ask some questions about what you would be doing after retirement and things along that. And so it's a good, I think it's a good tool to use with with you and your spouse in particular and help those conversations, maybe with family members and and your trusted advisors. Also, a, a resource is I mentioned the financial bridge and I mentioned the primary planning elements. We created a booklet that just walks you through more conceptually why we created the financial bridge and and what we think are important to organize. And you asked me about what's important to organize and getting ready. And that does a good good example of explaining what's important to organize and and why that matters. And then we have a sample uh, primary planning elements worksheet in there. So we gather a lot of that information and and put that into that tool and, and apply it in many ways. But I think that's a good starting point. And I think those two things put together kind of give the why and, and help you also inventory the what. All right. Peter, where can people reach you? We can certainly be reached at uh, Good Financial Services. Goodfinancial.com is our website. You can uh, find the book at tellyourbossiquit.com. <laughs> if you download the book, you'll also be able to see where some of these resources, tellyourbossiquit.com for the questionnaire as well. So we can put those, I think we have in our notes here, we can, right. we can share that with everyone. That's really, I think that if you reach out to us on our website, you can hear a little bit more about the idea of the book, how to download the book, also how to get those resources. And if you just want to have a conversation, we're happy. That's really where we think it all starts is with having a conversation. And we're happy to arrange that as well on our website. That is great. But I, I, would, re, I would be remiss if I did not ask how did you come up with the title? 
<laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I use the word capacity to retire. As I said, I've been saying that for, for many, many years. When I would say to people, wouldn't you love to be able to quit your job and, and be able to, to know you could quit your job? That's really where it came from. Yeah. When I would say to people, if I could tell you, you could quit your job because you knew financially you could, wouldn't that make you feel like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that's great. And so that's really where, where it came from is, is they, weren't, they weren't necessarily hating their job. They weren't necessarily just dying to quit their job. But when I asked the question that way, yeah, if I knew that, that's good. If I can work for another couple of years and I get sick of the man, and I'll, yeah, I'm moving on. So that just seemed to play in. And like I said, I share that with people and they say, that book's for me. So I think maybe I struck, I struck a line there. We'll see. I think you did. Peter Gutekunst, <laughs> author of Tell Your Boss I Quit and the host of this podcast with the same name. Follow or subscribe to make sure you know when the latest show is ready for you and share with friends and family. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Tell Your Boss I Quit. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. To learn more about defining your financial purpose and how you can thrive and not sacrifice your spending in retirement, download Tell Your Boss I Quit by Pete Goodekinst. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc., Goot Financial Services, is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. 